Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Damn, I love it when a plan comes together. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Mr. Crenshaw and me on this Sunday morning, 21st day of May. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in Brookhaven. We're in Brookhaven. Right around the corner from right, where right I used to run out. Over there on yep, Claremont there. Yep, yep, yep. Brookhaven, uh, Claremont, yeah. Peachtree Road. That's my, that's my old up stomping ground area. area. Up there. And shout out to the folks up there at... Uh, Oglethorpe University as the sun starts to come. Yes, it does. Is that the sun? Yeah, it is. Is that the sun trying to come through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. Happy 71st yep. birthday. Happy 71st birthday. 71st. Which is why we played what we played to Mr. T. Mr. T, he's your home folk, too. Mr. T played that. He is he is mm-hmm. famous when won the uh Best Bouncer competition at Mother's. Mm-hmm. Mother's, which was the bar that was used also in that movie, uh, uh, about Chicago, the last, uh, I forgot. Uh, oh, it happened one night. Was it last night? Tracy loves this movie. She's screaming at it right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. About last night. About last night. Jim Belushi and Rob Lowe and all them, and Brat Packers. But anyway, he won that competition. It was like the baddest bouncer competition. Right. He won it, and the rest is history. Got it, right. Got got the uh, screen test and, and got um, the job in Rocky, Rocky Three. Pity the fool. And took, and took off. There is one guy who has run, who has like been one character. This is what fifty years, yeah, nearly. And still running, and it's still Mr. T. He can't do nothing else. <laughs> nothing else, but that's all. But he got to have the hardware on. He, he, he got to wear all that hardware. He, 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 it's not Mr. T without it. You ever, you ever seen him without it? I haven't. No, because he's he's that character. He probably sleeps. There are there, there are people who, for whatever reason, man, they hang on to that one thing. Because it's, it's also a bunch of gold, man. A bunch yeah. of gold. I think he sleeps in that stuff. He wakes up in the morning. It's already on him. <laughs> um, 
he got me. You know, it got me thinking. What's, what's Who's that? made the biggest transition from, as far as the perception you had of them, and obviously being show business or sports or something like that. We talked about George Foreman. Yeah, he was Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and then became this lovable, jovial, yep, nearly yep. billionaire because Hulk Hogan didn't pick up the phone. Yep, but he got the grills and all of that. He's one. This lovable guy. Yeah, but uh, you, folks you, don't you know. know. You know. You know. Uh, John McEnroe. John McEnroe from being this brat, being this brat okay. on the tennis court to being this person. You wouldn't mind being your next door neighbor, you know. And everybody goes to him and says, well, "What does McEnroe think?" He, all of a sudden, he's the last word. But coming on, he was this little snot nose, so and so, right? Yeah. You know, and so, but it, but it turned, and he still can use that same line. You know, oh, you, can, geez, you could not I'm be not serious, serious, right? Right. Yeah, and so he, he's still counting money for that. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, like I said, I was just trying to think of people who have done but again, um, Mr. T was not one, but there was somebody who I was, oh, I'll tell you one. Who's that? Who I didn't, I never thought he'd get out of his, his own, yeah, his was... other character. Henry Winkler. Okay, okay. He got an Emmy now for Barry, which is a pretty good show. Uh, Bill Hader's on that, but he was Fonzie forever. Oh, forever how, could he, how could you not look at him yeah, and not who, see Fonzie? That's who he was. Always, but always. He worked at it for a while, and, and like I said, changed. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Um, and, and said this to Mr. Crenshaw since we've been doing this show, in the history of everything, there was a first day. And the first. Today was the first day in 1819, bicycles. The first bike, which, by first the way, bicycle. then they were referred to as swift walkers. Swift walkers. Why? The first one, I don't know, man. I wasn't around then, and they didn't leave a memo. But it was in New York. The first bicycles were used. Okay. So there you go. Happened on this day. Wow. And the first Democrat National Democratic Convention happened on this day back in the early 1800s. Uh, the city, if you could guess where Chicago. it was. Chicago. No. No? Nope. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Um, our old producer would know this one. Eric. Ah, Baltimore. Yes, it was. Really? It was in Baltimore. Okay. There you go. Insignificant information and stuff. Speaking from... speaking of Baltimore. Yes, speaking of Baltimore. Speaking of Baltimore, excellent segue yesterday in Baltimore. Take a look. Take a listen. Off the turn in front. Blazing sevens alongside. Mage is two and a half lengths behind them. Red Route 1 cuts the corner, and they're into the stretch. National Treasure taken on by Blazing Sevens. Mage wanders inside. Still work to do with him. National Treasure digging in. Blazing Sevens. Mage is third. It's National Treasure. It's Blazing Sevens putting on a show. And the Preakness, who's it going to be? It's going to be National Treasure. John Velasquez gets his Preakness. And Bob Baffert has won his eighth one. Blazing Sevens was second best. Mage. There you have it. National Treasure. I had a feeling in national. That's a great. That's a great horse name, obviously, and uh, to win that one. Maybe we were watching to see if Mage was gonna do it. And I got the feeling when they broke. I said, "Well, Mage is hanging back around fourth when they when they broke out of the gate." I was like, eh, "I don't know if we want to stay back that far and just, you know, they made the far turn." I'm like, "He ain't gonna do it. It ain't happening." But but the but the but the two that the two that were up front were like just right beside each other. Matter of fact. If it was NASCAR, they would have been doing some bumping, trading paint, because they were like bumping each other coming out to the International Treasure Wins. Of course, the backstory obvious is is, is Bob Baffert, and um, we can't fa- change planes in Kentucky. No, nope. go to Baltimore. He goes to Baltimore, and before the race, uh, has to put down, you know, one of one of the horses, and that's the backstory. 
like you said, for, for most of the year, people really may not pay attention to, uh, to horse racing and thoroughbred racing. During this time of the Triple Crown, people do, and unfortunately, there have been so many horses that have been lost uh, between, you know, Louisville and, and then yesterday in, in, in Baltimore. But Has anybody speculated why that's been the case for whatever reason? This year or lately just seems to be more. Yeah. I, you know, and then some of it is inexplicable. You may you may find out some reasons later on, but right now it's just a cloud that's just hanging is, is hanging over the sport at a time when people really tune in to watch. Baltimore Ravens, uh there were a lot of celebrities there just like in Louisville, but you know, the the Ravens came out and um so it, Odell was, was there too. Odell get the the call to mount up. Yeah, they get to mount up, and they brought crab cakes out there for me. I That's saw a, that. They want to bring that out for them dudes. They're gonna whoop them down quickly. Are you a crab cake eater? Yeah, I like crab I, cakes. I, I, I'm not a fish eater. Yeah, but I do like crab. But cakes. I like crab cakes. But I'm not. I make the people who love crab cakes turn up because I like it a little bit more bready. Okay. And I don't. I'm just when I fish something yeah. about fish. Oh, uh, it was it nice, especially if way. you're gonna be somewhere like Baltimore. Yeah, you do that. I was got a, ch- a chance to be up that way last last uh, last last summer, so we had, had a. But I've had some from up there. JC and I went up there. She used to live up there, and and so they were good. I'm just yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. You know, so that that's it. There will be no triple crown winner this year, and uh, you know, made I, you, I, does that hurt the horse's value? If you win the Kentucky Derby, but you don't win the Preakness, I'm talking about in the, oh, you saw in, our stud fees, in, in stud fees. Now. I don't when know. You, when you go out to pasture. Maybe How much they, money do you get? They start looking at the lineage. He's still a Derby winner now. Yeah, I would say, and I would say that would be more because it's a longer track. Preakness is is, is the shortest one of the three, correct? Well, I don't know. The, I think the, the Belmont's the, like the Belmont's the longest. One. Yeah, that's the longest one. Belmont's so I think the, the Preakness this is like a sprint. Yeah, compared to the other two. I don't know if they go much so much on that. They just want to know did you win or not. Well, I don't know. I, let's put it this way: you don't get a list of Preakness winners. In, in, mm-hmm. in, like, trivia questions or anything like that. You remember the Kentucky Derby winner. Right. You don't remember the pre- – the, the Preakness isn't on anybody's bucket list. The Derby is. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'd go. I've never been either one I'd of go, them. But like I'd go, but it's not I've never been to a I horse race. i got to go. I've never been to a horse race, period. So, so I mean, Yeah, I, so you I, want to be there for I, all I, the I, stuff that goes along I go with to, the Derby. I go to Aqueduct or wherever. What's, 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 one down, what's one down in Florida? Hialeah. Either right. I just know the name of some tracks, but I've never been to one. So that would that would be an experience for me. I know. believe, and I'm I'm not telling tales out of school here because yeah. the people knew this about him. And may he rest in peace. First time I went down to Braves fantasy camp, um, on an off day, I went and joined because I was media. I didn't really pay for this, so I could yeah buzz off from time to time. Yeah. But it was my first time going to a dog race. Yep, the one at West Palm. And what you call it was yeah. a big Pete Van Weren. Okay, Pete Van Weren loved. That and it wasn't highlight so much. I wanted to check that out too. I checked I that out. I checked that out once too. I kind of figured that out. That was kind of cool. I mean, highlight was all right. There was there was one over toward Orlando that, that, that I went to a couple of times. But I, I went to the dog track once there at mm-hmm. West Pump, and the dog I, I put some money on. Got out. He started out. He was doing great. Was leading. Was went and, and in the end came in dead last. <laughs> I laughed as I walked out the gate. I said, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> He led Didn't the whole last. race, led the whole race, man. And then something happened in the last turn. I don't know what happened, but he, he came in dead last. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm cured. <laughs> well, you're not a big gambler anyway. Well, but I mean, it, you, you walk to the you Vegas airport, was, you do it, you do a slot machine well, yeah, before was, you get I, out I, in the I, I, I was on my way to something else. If I'm doing Vegas now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be strategic. I'm not going to just go anywhere. Did I ever you ask know, you what so, your game is? If you did sit down, 
You got you got I a table game? I don't really have a game. All right, I'm a roulette you know, dude. I love yeah, I love me some roulette. roulette. Okay, I love it because I'm actually okay at it. I'm, I won't say I'm good at it, but I'm okay at it. Yeah, I tend to get my money back. Okay, Reno, I take money. Okay, but you have to be patient. Yeah, and it's kind of like how I look at life. You know, I don't need the quick quick reward. It's about the marathon. So I lose and lose and lose and lose and, lose and then boom, you hit. So and once that happens, you feel good about standing there for about 20 minutes. But you can still play in different quadrants of the of the table and continue to get just enough money to continue playing, if you know the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I sit down at blackjack. Like yeah. when I'm done roulette, I'll go out and join Tracy, and I don't care. And I actually win because I don't care. Because I just sit down. I start winning. I start doubling my bets. I do whatever. And I have seen – I seem to be successful, which drives her crazy. Okay. Now, I don't win a lot. I mean, I, I get into a couple hundred, and I'm done. But I see people doing that, betting that per hand. Mm-hmm. I could never do that. I'll start with the whatever the you know the basic is, and I start with that, and then if I win, I'll just leave that there. I'll just keep riding, and I'll lose it, and I'll put maybe twenty five if it was only a fifteen limit. And I'll put twenty five, but for whatever reason, I just don't seem to care when I'm playing blackjack, which is probably why I'm successful at it. But roulette, I don't even talk to me. Okay, we've gotten to fights because she'll say something to me, it's like shut up, big guy. <laughs> I'll snap at her, you know, and, and I don't mean to, but I'm like focused on what some other people are doing and what the. And it's always the the person who's spinning the wheel that you're kind of looking at and, and watching them. And for whatever reason, I seem to be more successful with women croupiers than when men are spinning the wheel. Why is that? I don't know why. I just don't know why. I'd, I'd like to think I know they stay in certain the top third or the middle third or the, or the bottom third for a period of time. And if you know that. You bet heavily in those areas, and it stays. But the guys, they just seem to be all over. And if I look at that tally board there, and it has, like, single digits and big numbers, and they're all over the place, I just keep walking. I just do. Oh. But anyway, that was, that's my table, and, and I feel comfortable when I sit down there. I, right. Craps, I want to learn. There's people who just stay at the crap yeah, table pep, all day yeah, long. I've, I've seen that. I haven't, that. I, I, haven't, I haven't caught on to that. I watched it. I watched it. Watched it. <laughs> uh, we are going to uh, talk. Well, speaking of gamblers, what, do we have Lanny and I? We're going to come back to that. You when I come do back casting call, yeah, because we're we're up against it right all now. Right, all right. We're going to spend some time. And we got a guest coming up, and we got yeah, and we got to we got to hear Mike Conti's call again. So we're going to play <laughs> okay. that. We got to hear the boom jagalock and all that. So we'll get that in the eight forty segment. <laughs> okay. I'll give up part of my casting call, even though there's a new one there for you. Go to ninety two nine game dot com slash casting call, or go to get cast with Greg on Twitter. Uh, if you're there, and you can see the new fresh list. But we'll get to landing line at that. Up next, though, mm, it is an all-star weekend in NASCAR. And talk to Adam Alexander about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way, you still think I'm crazy standing here today. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and 92.9 The Game. Dot com. Sam and Greg with you. Nine floors up in the Kia studio. Sun coming out, breaking through the clouds on this Sunday morning. Um, beautiful because it started out kind of rainy and kind of dreary looking again, but look like the clouds are going to break up. Be a great day outside. And uh, man, you know, of course, uh, they're going to fire the engines at an old track, one of the grand old tracks of NASCAR, in a place that I went to. And it was a little different, Greg. It was a little different. But, but, but we're going to talk with somebody who's there as we get set for the all-star race. You know, we, we get to this side of the season, you have the all-star race, and we go to, we've made it a habit to go to some places that NASCAR hadn't been in a while. North Wilkesboro Speedway is one of those places. 
Okay. So, all right. So uh, well, I, let's get started with that because I had a question I wanted to ask Adam, but okay. that will derail okay. us from what we're going here. Okay. Well, you know, well whatever you want to ask him, because here sure? he is. Here he is now. Well, morning, Adam. Join us now on the waitfor.com hotline, Adam Alexander. Good morning. How you guys doing today? We 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 are doing fine. I want to ask you like the fact that we ask you questions off the beaten path and and not necessarily with uh, the, the day's race, although we're going to get to that. And I had a question for him because one of the things that we do here, Sam and I, and other people who do this, you know, they, you know, we just sort of go back and forth over nonsensical things like Hall of Fames and so on and so forth. And with this being an all-star race, it got me thinking about a conversation that we have with baseball, football, and the other sports is, are there, or is there anybody, or is there a couple people in your mind that aren't in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Uh, you know, that that, sh- that are going to go in or should be, that kind of thing? Yeah, should be yeah. in. I'm not talking about the, the nominees from this year. I see where Matt Kenseth's there and, and Carl Edwards and other people like that. But is there somebody who's been overlooked in this sport that you feel doesn't get the recognition they yeah, should? There, there is some. I mean, I think Ricky Rudd probably is the next one that, that is going to get recognized. I'm a, I'm a Ricky fan. I like Ricky, and, and I feel like he's, you know, very accomplished and, uh, so I, you know, and, and did a lot, not just as a driver for great teams, but he was also an owner and drove his own stuff. And if you go back, one of the, the great moments for him, and I don't know if he would say it's his most proudest moment. If you did a little research, he might have said that somewhere over the years in an interview. But Ricky won the Brickyard 400, uh, you know, when he owned his own team. And so that, boy, you think back to those days in the you know mid to late 90s and what that race meant to the sport and what he was able to do. So. I'm a I'm a big Ricky Red fan, and I think he's you know going to go in real soon. So yep. Yeah, that's it, folks. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Always glad to spend some time on a Sunday morning, a race day Sunday morning with with Adam Alexander, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam One Alexander, Adam Numeral One Alexander. All right, Adam, we've talked about this weekend, and people have looked about it, uh, look forward to it. Uh, some of the old school NASCAR fans says, why won't they go back to some of the old tracks? Why are they racing all these new places and far off? You know, why can't they bring it back? They're getting their wish this week. What has it been like for you up in North Wilkesboro? You know, it's a place, Sam, that I had never been. And Greg talks about drivers, you know, that should be in the Hall of Fame and, and who might go in. And there are a lot of drivers that, you know, raced the last time we were up at North Wilkesboro that we haven't heard from in a number of years that – would fit into that conversation, maybe drivers that had success 25, 30 years ago that had been away from the sport that will start to work their way back in to the conversation as we start getting deeper onto the list and putting more drivers in to NASCAR's Hall of Fame because we've not been to North Wilkesboro since 1996, been 27 years, and it's pretty remarkable to think that that place is back open. And, you know, you don't see, and, and you guys could make a list better than I, of old sport venues are around but have not been used for many many years or maybe now are used for something other than sports you don't see them get revitalized and then see a major series a major league go back there this doesn't happen in this day and age that we live in it has happened at north wilkesboro and if you ever drove by that place if you've been in the mountains of north carolina you know the boone and blowing rocks some of the popular little communities in north carolina you probably went on 421. You probably drove right by North Wilkesboro. Yep. And you looked at that place and you said, man, it's sad. It's sad that that is in the condition it's in and it's no longer used. And you think about the story that created that. And now to fast forward to where we are 
and to know that Marcus Smith and many others had the vision and had the hope to make this work. That community never gave up on that place. And to see what I've seen there the last couple of days and what we'll see tonight when it comes full circle and cup cars are back on track racing for real in the all-star race, it's a pretty remarkable story. Yeah, yeah. My background in, in, in racing, my, my first two tracks that I went to, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to brag about the place I went to, but, but Atlanta Motor Speedway and the start finish was on the backside from where it is now. So I went there, and you went up under a tunnel to get from the infield, from the from the uh, press box down to get into the infield. I went to Talladega. You drive through a tunnel to get in there. I went to work in, at FMY in Greensboro, and said, "Well, let's going to go up to the race at North Wilsboro. We're going to go to qualifying on Friday." And so I get to the place, and I'm like, "Okay, where's the tunnel? Is this? There they ain't no tunnel. You, 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 they open up the <laughs> gate. They open up the gate, and you have to drive across the track mm-hmm. to get into the infield, and then they close that gate back, and you're not getting out of there until everything is done." And Adam, <laughs> a little, little shock to the system there in Martinsville, but but that's something. Got that's my experience. My first time going to to, to to North Wilkesboro. How are the drivers adjusting to it? They love it. They love it, and I I believe that they just love the challenge of a new venue that's old and worn out. And there are a few places, even though they haven't repaid the surface there since 1981. There are some spots where they put patches down of asphalt. And the drivers that I've talked to have said this place is all about driving patch to patch to find that grip. We saw it yesterday in the truck series race, and I'm sure we'll see more of that. It's a little bit last night in the all-star heat races, although the track was different last night in that first heat. You know, they ran on the rain slick or the, uh, the rain, the wet weather tires because there was some precipitation. The track was a little damp. So I'm not sure that we learned a ton last night about the grip levels and where guys are going to be able to attack and all of that. Uh, but I think you'll see tonight those patches where the grip is and trying to find that. and It's just got so much character. It always did. But I think even more so now, the drivers love that challenge. And, you know, if you go to the drivers and talk to them, most of them are very much in touch with history. And they appreciate what is happening here. And so, you know, and some of them second-generation drivers. So they, you know, have fathers that race there or some connection in the family. And I know this. I don't know the stat for tonight, but I know this. 22 of the drivers that raced yesterday in that truck race were not born the last time NASCAR went to North Wilkesboro. So that puts into perspective, you know, what this is like. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. I'm talking with Adam Alexander from FS1. You know, Adam, around here these last few weeks, I've been talking about the strike uh, the writer strike in the film industry and, and how that's affecting not just Atlanta, but the entire state. We've got 159 counties that are all welcoming the film industry here. I bring that up because NASCAR is kind of going through the same thing right now between it's NASCAR and the teams over this new revenue thing. Can you give us an idea of the, the revenue model they're trying to come up with, if you have any information, and just the, the overall state of what's going on with this? I guess it's kind of a transitional time right now with NASCAR. It is, and, and what's created this, more so than anything, well, there, there are a couple of things. I think the dialogue right now is better than it's ever been when you talk about the influence that drivers and owners have with NASCAR and how willing NASCAR is to work with the other side. Now, I know, you know if you're a driver or team listening to this now, you're like, is he crazy? We're not, we're not you know, having great dialogue or, or whatever. But the reality is it used to be these are the rules, this is the playground if you want to play in it. 
you know, obey by the rules or go somewhere else. And, and I feel like that that mentality has really changed and gone through a great transformation in the last five, six, seven years. And with that, uh, a new TV deal is on the horizon, and many anticipate that that TV deal will be announced sometime this summer. There are reports out there right now that a handshake deal is, is pretty much in place between some networks and a streaming service is working to complete that cycle, and it won't be long before we know what the TV and the media rights deal will be for 2025 and beyond. Uh, and, and so when you have a new revenue opportunity coming into the sport like that, and many believe there will be added revenue because of the streaming service that will get involved that doesn't exist in the current package, that opens the door for teams to say, hey, we, we need a piece of that pie. And the other part of this is because – the new package is going to have a streaming service. You know, it's a little bit undefined on how many viewers you'll get through that and what does that mean for the sponsorship dollars that teams bring in. And so the teams have said, hey, look, if you go to running, you know, our races on a streaming service and we don't have the kind of recognition from a viewership standpoint that we have now, our sponsors aren't going to get out of the deal what they need. That costs us some value and therefore we need something better in return and so that that's what's created this dialogue i i don't know from a percentage standpoint you know where they are where they're trying to go and, and how deep those conversations are going i know there has been some back and forth um sometimes um maybe not where people would want it to be but but i would say that's all a part of the negotiation process especially when you get down to the end of a new deal yeah, Adam. You know what, Adam? That, that, that kind of happened this week because there was a race in midweek that that you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was a part of, and I'm on social and people like scrambling trying to see where is it, where is it, and it was being streamed. And you know, with him being back in the car, and he's been one of the people who's kind of been a, a bit bit of a force behind this comeback to North Wilkesboro. Uh, but to get him back in the car, people wanted to see, and people were trying to find it. So, I mean, how did people react to that? What kind of vibe do you get from that this week? Well, and, and, you know, there was a lot of racing that, that took place this midweek, uh, this week up at North Wilkesboro, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as they reopened that place. And they, they wanted to get as much fanfare as they could. And there, you know, there are a few streaming services out there now that are very involved in motorsports. And most of that is dirt racing because, you know, the dirt cars race virtually every night of the week somewhere. And so there are some organizations that are out there that are streaming races on a daily, nightly basis. And if you are a fan who is accustomed to going that route, you have your subscription, you know where to find it, and you are all set and ready to go. If you're a new fan to this or you're someone like this week that's into it for the first time because you wanted to see Dale Jr. race in the return to North Wilkesboro, you know, you, you would say, hey, I, I don't know where this is because that's just not – uh, something that you're accustomed to doing. And, and, you know, when you think about it, there are a lot of old school NASCAR fans that do not like the idea of streaming. And NASCAR's got a tough job of saying, hey, we, we want to embrace the new fan. We, we need the new fan. We want to bring them in. We want to make sure that we're winning in the younger demos and, and building our future. But you also, at the same time, do not want to alienate or walk away from those that have gotten you where you are. And as we know, uh, and, hey, we, we experience it. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that's going to be 50 pretty soon. Technologically, when it comes to dealing with things, I'm not in the same place as my kids. And so uh, with that, 
um, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you find the right balance. And, and there's a lot that goes into that from NASCAR's perspective. And I would say this too, you know, we're wrapping up a 10 year TV package. Do you, do you sign another 10 year deal? And if you do, how much flexibility is built in there? Because while today you might be able to do six or seven races on a streaming service, five years from now, you might need it all to go that way just because that's where we are as an industry. And so there's a lot to manage when it comes to putting this package together for NASCAR and what involvement and where do the teams fit in as far as the revenue portion of it. You see, Sam, when, when, when Adam brings up, you know, um, the old school NASCAR fans yeah, and, and talks about the job that's in front of the sport itself and appeasing them and right. trying to – but that's I, part of what this weekend is well, all see, about. Well, see, this though. is I, but you I know? go back and I mentioned this to Adam last week when I he was bringing up and something going on with the sport, and I was drawing an analogy between the way it used to be run when the France family ran the sport versus where it is right now, and I think it applies to the conversation we're having. NASCAR had and has done. You can determine whether it's been a wonderful job, great job, not a good job, or whatever. But changing oh. perception. Yep. They've been changing perception for the last decade. I was out there trying to help Ed Clark and some of these folks, you know, back in 2005 with that. But NASCAR as a, as a sport has done that. But along with that, as he said, it's upset some people. Moving out to new tracks, doing things that is basically a lot of folks don't like change. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. But this sport needed to evolve. And as, it's, as we listen to Adam and talk about the things that are in place, it is an uphill battle. But do you see this? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as what their struggles are in front of them? And is, you know, do we see it happening much longer? Do you see this sport emerging infinitely better than where it was? Well, I would say this. You know, if you, if you go back to the, the crowds and the TV ratings, you know, late 90s and up into the 2000s when this sport was at the height of its glory and they were adding grandstands and doing all the things they were doing to improve racetracks. And, you know, the traffic in and out was a nightmare and it was just remarkable where the sport had gone. I, I don't know that I see NASCAR ever getting back to that point, but I think sports across the board has gone through a lot of change. If you just look at where NASCAR fits into the landscape, forget about the National Football League. The NFL is in its own stratosphere. I mean, right. we, you know, we pull unbelievable ratings for day three of the draft and the schedule release when you already know what teams are playing who. It's just a matter of what date they're playing them, you know. So, I mean, if, if, you can, if you can generate that kind of interest, you know that the NFL is in its own uh, league, so to speak, when it comes to popularity and fanfare and all of that. So you eliminate the NFL from the conversation, and then you start seeing what leagues fit where. And NASCARs have got a very good place. And you look at the ratings that they turn out, not just at the, the cup level, but Xfinity and trucks. And there's a lot of interest there. And, and it's supply and demand. And content is so important now to not just networks, but the streamers, that they're willing to write that check. And so I feel like that is going to be a huge component of taking NASCAR well into the future is, is putting this deal together. And that's why it's so important. But I, I, I really feel like the popularity is there. The growth is there. And now it just becomes a, a matter of finding the best plan of success, not just for 2025, 26, but as you go throughout the rest of this media rights deal that they're putting together now and, and how all that helps to lay a foundation for the growth of the sport.
Yeah, I have a way to save it. But go ahead. I know. I have, I have my own thoughts. <laughs> I do. I have a way to save it. But go ahead. I know we're up against it. But no, we're up against it. Before we let you go, um, give us somebody to watch tonight. We see that Larson won the truck race. He's winning everything else. We watching him tonight. I do like Kyle Larson, and I think that experience yesterday, not not just the experience of winning, but but having been on the track and all that track time will be a huge benefit to him. Uh, you know, last night, Daniel Suarez was very impressive. Although it was on those wet weather tires, he was good. be fun to watch how Ross Chastain handles things. He's been a, a big headline maker this week. So, uh, you know, some really good storylines out there. This is such a, a wild card event. You really don't know what to anticipate, although the format's a little more straightforward. But if I were handicapping, you know, I'd probably say uh, William Byron was in the truck race yesterday. I'd, I'd look at him, Kyle Larson. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say those are the, the short list of drivers that you probably talk about. Although, as I said, tonight's going to be fun and, and pretty unpredictable, I would say. Penske, Childress, Gibbs, one of them three dudes back a truck up to Lewis Hamilton's house and give him everything. Bring him to NASCAR and, or at least attempt to. Because his car is not winning any more F1 races. And we know it's the car. It's the manufacturer. If he comes to NASCAR. He'll come for the road race he, I'm just saying, if They'll they, if, the if they give him enough money, much like what we've seen with soccer players, they used to do it with David Beckham and some other guys to get him over just to boost up the sport. If he were to come over here and, and join NASCAR for a couple seasons, forget about it. It's, I, it, it I think he don't do the road races, though. Yeah. I don't think he do the old. That's my fix, Adam. What do you think? Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah, I think uh, there's a big difference between stock cars and, and F1. <laughs> I know, I, yeah. I just popularity, yeah. popularity. It's, there's no yeah. questioning. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to do. Boost up the sport. Hey, buddy, well, let's talk to you next week. But thank you as always for getting up and joining us. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. I'm serious, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm lying, but you know, we have seen crazier things happen, and people step across the fence to do something that you yeah. didn't see happening. I agree with you. It's a completely different animal, yeah. but. NASCAR got the I, money. I, I think we may eventually see him on road racing, but we ain't going to see him on ovals. Yeah. They got the money to tempt yeah. him. I'm yeah, just he, saying. He, he don't drive ovals. Uh, he don't. He knows how to drive. Yeah, he's going to drive road okay, racing. Okay, well, see, as long as he's there. If he's in the, if he's yeah. in the track, people are going to tune in. Oh, sure. All right, coming up 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk more NBA. <laughs> we got Mark Simon who's going to tell us why <laughs> we shouldn't come at him with both barrels about what he said about our shortstop who he thought had a shelf life, but we're going to talk baseball with him. But up next, there is money flying through the air, believe it or not, with a strike going on. We're going to talk casting call in front of and behind the camera and one little leftover nugget from me and Sam earlier in the show. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. The things we talk about during the break. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com on this 21st day of May. Uh, listen, I'll share a little bit with you because yeah. it's funny. I have something here. We were mm-hmm. talking about there's a restaurant in, well, let's back up a little bit. I, I sent you a, a picture this week. Yes, you did. <laughs> and it happens. Speaking, but, of, speaking of casting call. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I sent you a picture. Go ahead. And I told you, don't spend it all in one place. I sent uh, Sam a picture of, you know, when when you're blessed to do these things that I get a chance to do, you get residual checks. And they vary depending on where they're shown, how many times they're shown, Mm -hmm. what country they're shown, the various platforms, how old the show is. So because I've done, I got 27 credits now, somewhere in there. Okay. Somewhere in there. 
I, I have to ask. You've been busy. Well, one of the show, two of the shows have kind of gone away, which is a whole other episode of Oprah. One is actually in default. The oh, pro, yeah. Ouch. They, they didn't play well with others, and, and it's in default. And so, but I, I filmed the scene, and the, and the film was shot. It's okay. just laying somewhere dormant. Anyway, so I got a remember the TV show The Quad? Yeah. Which was on BET, and that was mm-hmm. the one that we had a conversation with the president of Hampton. Yeah. Didn't like the way HBCUs were being being shown in this TV show. Right. That was what that check was from. And it was four cents. So I, 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 took, I took a picture of it and I sent it to Sam. But anyway, so that got me thinking about, you know, this this restaurant, this tavern in LA called Residuals. Okay. Which you can imagine, and people who are in the acting industry out there, they'd go and take their four cent checks or whatever. One cent. I got them for one cent. I've got them for, you know, 18 cents. I've got them for four digits, too, but I'm saying the ones that are like that level. Right, right. Are kind of fun. I have fun with. So, um, so you were talking about this restaurant. I was telling you about it. You were asking me if it's near the Brown Derby. We went to do that. I don't know if the Brown Derby is even still open. It still exists. The, the physical building may still be there because of the architecture, but other than that, I don't know. And then you told me a story about you being out there yeah. and, and at this place that used to be the Ambassador Hotel. No, absolutely. Stayed, I'm sorry. The, stayed in the Ambassador Hotel. Oh, you stayed Brown in Brown Derby was across the street okay, from the Ambassador okay. Hotel. And if you don't know, the Ambassador Hotel is where Bobby Kennedy was killed. Yeah. I say that and, and, and only because it was strange that you brought this up. Do you know that today was the day that Sir Hans Sir Han was sentenced to life? Really? I mean, it's crazy that you brought How about that, that up. How about that? Sir Hans Sir Han is the guy who shot Bobby Kennedy. Right. And today is the day. 1969. I think there I think there stands a school named for Robert Kennedy on the plot of ground that was the Ambassador Hotel. I think they built a school there. No. And and for football fans, I think all football fans should know this because it is a little football trivia. What is the NFL connection to the slaying well, of Bobby Kennedy? Yeah, yeah, the Rose Max, Rip. do you know? No, he wouldn't. The person who was trying to he, it was caring for for Bobby Kennedy was Rosie Greer. Yeah. Famous defensive lineman for the Rams. Part of the fearsome foursome. And 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 singer. And, and entertainer. Singer, sing, actor. He's he, he got a chance to do a little How bit many of defenses all that. in the NFL have been named. Oh, there are much. There are I only thought about three. I could think of just three. Well, and then two with years. You got the fearsome foursome. Yeah. You got the purple people leaders. Yeah. You got the steel curtain. That monsters of midway. No, that wasn't for the defense. That was the entire it's Bears the entire team. team. Yeah, that was for the whole team. The 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens, those defenses. Okay. But I, I couldn't think of any more. Um, the Seahawks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Legion of Boom. Legion yeah, Sorry. Legion of Boom. Thank you. Legion of Boom. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, four. There we go. But you know you're great when you get a name or a year attached to you. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're here in Atlanta. Grits Blitz. All right, now. Ah, well, you, so did you till a second yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> Rich Blitz, man. Shout out to some of them guys who were around town that were part of that, man. All right, well, thank well, you. Let's get into this. Uh, Dewey McLean and all them characters. Okay. There is, uh, you just don't hear people name their kids that anymore, do you? Yeah. Dewey. No. <laughs> That's just one of them names, man. Um, if you guys go to 929thegame.com slash casting call, there is a fresh list I've got up there for you. Now, when I say a fresh list, there's only a few casting directors that have needs for extras. There are things being shot. Yes, there is a strike. It continues. I have no idea when this thing is going to shut down. And by the way, 
not many people in the industry that I've talked to know either. It's, it's just one of those deals where you just don't know how long this thing is going to last. So having said that, you guys check out the job opportunities. Let me go over here because over there, for whatever reason, it's not showing up. So I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to do this, Sam. Give me a second here. All right. Just talk to folks okay. here. Okay. So what they what they need this week? When's the last time you had your car detailed? Uh, they need detailers. Detailers? Yeah. They need guys who, you know, people, excuse me, people, they need people. People, people. people who act like they're detailers? No, no, no. They know really? how to do it. Okay. They know, uh, Central Casting has a need for, well, I'm sorry. There's other, Central Casting has a need for something else. That's the first one's up there. They have a need for newborns. Newborns okay. to six-month-old. Six mm-hmm. months old, uh, you'll see that new project they have coming up. Destination Casting has a need for people to be, you know, portray like martyr workers. Okay. Okay, so you got that. Beautiful women, again. Car dealers is for detailers, excuse me. Destination Casting, new TV movie. 25 to 40 years old, in the ethnicity. They need drivers and car detailers. That's the one that you mentioned. So these jobs are there. There's a couple for uh, Casting Tailor Made. Listen, there's one on the casting call I put up there. This is what's going on right now. Extras casting directors are posting jobs to help unemployed people in the industry to get some money. So there's a job I have up here. And, again, this is – unfortunately, you guys can't be a part of this, but I just want to tell you how the industry is helping each other. There's a national car commercial that's being shot. Okay. They need football fans. Now, they give you three days, three different options where you could go and, and participate in this shoot. I actually have the prices there, too. I never put prices down on the casting call, right? right? I always leave that out. Right. But this, again, is for people in the industry. So the first one is like tomorrow. But then you have one in June, two of them in June. But you can only be in SAG to be a part of this commercial shoot. Okay. Screen Actors Guild. You have yeah. to be. SAG football fan must be in SAG or SAG member to submit for this job, but they're trying to take care of their own. Okay. So I put it on a casting call, man. So anyway, that's there. Being a Warren is still looking for those of you 55 and older. Yes, that's right. Mature love is being, is being <laughs> sought for um, this, uh, this reality show. So anyway, Greg.Clarkson, Odyssey.com. If you've got any questions, you can see the list up right now on Gidcast with, with Greg on Twitter. And uh, listen, I'm going to continue to let you know about these jobs in front of and behind the camera. We're going to talk about that in a little while here. But before we get out of this segment, man, Atlanta United, do we want to, get, do we want to hear from Mr. Conte? Why One not? Time, do we Why have not? that ready, Max? Almada now spins just outside the 18. Ahead to Etienne on top of the arc. Bounces it over to Hernandez, right side of the 18. Cross to the back post. Goodman, header to Yakabakis. Score! Boom, Yakabakis! That's what we're... A well-worked team goal by Atlanta United, and we're back level in this wild match of the 56th minute. Yeah, that's what yeah, we missed like yeah, there, right? We yeah, were missing it. Absolutely. That's great to hear that. 3-3, the final. Uh, they come with a, a with a draw in Chicago last night. Um, they bring back one point instead of two. That's fine. We take the one point. We don't want to lose any. And so uh, that, that's uh, it's great. We won our last two matches. That's great to see. Uh, next up, they're going to go Orlando. to Orlando. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. And we will have that pre-kick at 7 o'clock, kick at 7.30. Also, before we get out of this break here, we want to let folks know, especially those of you out there waiting to celebrate Father's Day, you get a chance to celebrate it with one of us. 
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game wants you to celebrate Father's Day with your favorite host. You can register for your chance to you and a guest to join your favorite 96, up uh, 96, 92.9 The Game host for a special Father's Day dinner June 13th at Buckhead Butcher Shop. Okay. Tell us why you want to join us for celebrating Father's Day. Entries close Friday, June 2nd at midnight. We will announce the winners over the week of June 5th. And there you have it. There you go. And there's a dude that turns 99 two days before that. Who's that? Oh. Yeah. We know. We <laughs> yes. know. We yes. know. Yes, we do. We well, know. Moving into the 9 o'clock hour, <laughs> we're going to talk. Mark Simon is going to uh, join us talking baseball, but I'm going to this Braves team. And this is the guy who came on here a while ago and talked about our shortstop having a shelf life. Do not expect him to continue to play as well as he played earlier in the season. Well, we're going to talk to him about that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. That is coming up. Um, also, some NBA conversation. Getting into these playoffs. <sighs> we just don't know what to think of this Boston Celtics team. Get into that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 